0: So
1: oh, I'll put this next it. to both of us. What did you say? I'll put this next to both of us. Oh no! No <laughs> way! Do I have to speak
0: up? There? Yeah. well. Nothing that What I, is this? What
1: that's is this recording
0: that's thing? That's thing. That's
1: this is on Anchor, that. so like what I used to upload all the podcasts I just recorded on that, here. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Did you see that? I uploaded your podcast? No. Yes, I did. Did you Did you screen it for Harri's? Uh, no, first, I, did I just you. Should I receive
0: first?
2: I'm always nervous. Am I a heretic? Yeah, listen,
0: don't listen, tell me. Please, just say it. Just <laughs> <this>. I know. <laughs> I'm a heretic. I know the elders will listen to after you after they that. listen. You what? So one, one of the elders will come tell her after yes. yes. they listen. Yes. So I listened yeah. to your oh. podcast. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, Macy is uh, yeah. a straight
3: sheep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so the bittersweet, last week of Exodus. Uh, I'm going to turn this over on its head. Nope. Okay. It's just so bright. Why are you like that? Okay. Um, Last week in Exodus, and we kind of been jumping all around. If you guys remember that, we kind of like jumped to the end of Exodus because the end of Exodus talks about the tabernacle. So during our week of the tabernacle, we kind of covered that too. So today we're going to be in chapters uh, 32 through 34. Um, So, and then we'll be done. Even though that's like 34 isn't the last chapter of Exodus, we kind of already covered it because we talked about the tabernacle and the high priest, and so we kind of, like, meshed it together um, for the sake of time so we can get into James, which will be really awesome. Um, so, yeah, you would think that after everything that the Israelites have been through, and we've seen it all, right? We've seen the good, the bad, the ugly, all that God has brought them through. Um, he saved them out of slavery. He brought them to the promised land. He provided for them. He worked miracles in the midst of everything that was going on. You would think that they'd be fully devoted to God, right? And then today we're going to see that the human heart shines through and the human heart is sinful, right? We are an idol making factory in our heart. We will always choose something that's not God unless we have God helping us choose him, right? Um, So we're going to see something here in the Israelites that we've seen before and it's going to break our hearts just like it breaks Moses' heart and just like it breaks God's heart. Um, It shows us something about ourselves and it shows us something about them and it helps us be prepared to fight the temptation to make idols in our life, which is so, so easy to do. Um, so, yeah, in your own words, how would you define what an idol is?
2: Something that you trust in apart from God.
1: Yeah, something you trust in apart from
0: God. It's good. Something, oh, go
2: <coughs>
3: okay, Something you put above
0: God. Mm. Yeah, let say that's something that draws you away. Like you'd rather do this mm. thing, or like talk to that person, or like whatever, then go to God. That's a good way to, I like that too.
1: Yeah, it, it's anything that is above God. And that's, like, the simple version of it. Um, we can I- idolize good things, right? So, like, if we have a friendship that's, like, really special to us, we can idolize that friendship. It's a good gift from God. But if we place that friendship above God, then it's an idol. Or our phones. Or, um, like, I'm getting a dog. And I've been thinking about him all week. And so better be careful not to
3: idolize Ron. <laughs>
0: oh, <that's true. laughs> he's a good gift, hopefully. Hopefully he's not a bad boy. But... boy! Um, <laughs>
1: Riding a
0: motorcycle, Ron's like like was the But um, also, like
1: idols can be sin too, right? So it can be like we talked about this two weeks ago in coffee and conversations. But addictions are just big giant idols that take over our life. Um, so yeah, we're gonna see that the Israelites are very easy to make an idol. Um, so let's go ahead and look at Exodus thirty-two. Um, 1 through 4. So just a flashback or a refresher. Moses is on top of the mountain. He's getting the Ten Commandments from God. God's speaking to him. He's up there for a long time. We know that the Israelites are not patient people, so they're like twiddling their thumbs, wondering when Moses is going to come back down. And if you remember, God is on top of this mountain. The ground is like shaking, right? They can't get near to the mountain because God is so holy. He's like, stay away from the mountain. I'm too holy for you. Like, get away and so they consecrated themselves so they wore like special clothes and got ready for this and then like after like a few days they're bored and they're like well let's make an idol so that's kind of what's (laughs) going on here um i'll read it for us um exodus 2 1 through 4 says when the people saw that moses delayed to come down from the mountain the people gathered themselves together to aaron and said to him up let up make us gods who shall go before us as for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know where he, what has become of him. So Aaron said to them, Take off the rings of gold that are on your, on the ears of your wives, your sons, your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people took off the rings of gold that were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold from their, la- from their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool and made a golden calf. And he said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt.
3: Oh.
1: What a bummer. Yeah, big big bummer. Okay, so what are some red flags you see here in the hearts of the people? What is wrong in their hearts? Well,
2: they seem like convinced that they can like make gods like that. Mm. That's like something that they can do. They're like, yeah, yeah, let's do it because we can do it with like. No, you can't do it. Yeah, or at least not make an image of him. I don't know what the context is here, but yeah.
1: They're like, let us make a god. Yeah. 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 that's good. What are other red flags that you guys see? Might not be a red flag, maybe like an orange flag. <laughs> like, they have no patience. Yeah. And like when we learn this story as kids, you're like, oh, Moses went up, got the tablets, and came down. It was like a 20 minute thing, right? It was like it was like days. It was yeah. a really, really, really long time. It was my might have even been weeks. But they're like, ah!
0: guess he's gone yeah we can make a new god
2: sounds good right like
0: their justification for making like making the god is like we don't really know where moses is so let's do something on our own right let's make something else to worship yeah lost all trust that he's gonna come
1: back yeah because moses was like their leader and so they're like no leader we'll just make our own decisions now yeah they're incredibly impatient and they're taking matters into their own hands and do you guys remember where they got that gold from? Do you remember? Didn't they steal it from the Egyptians? God gave it to them. He told them to basically plunder the Egyptians to take their gold. And the Egyptians and, just kind of let them, right? Right, and the Egyptians literally gave it to them because they are like, please, get out of our land and take <laughs> your crazy plagues with you. And so they took, the, they took the gold. It was literally a gift from the Lord, and then they burned it and made it into a different god and so whoo red flag they totally yeah. forgot the goodness of the lord and the whole process um and then aaron who was the the leader right he's the one that was supposed to be, take moses's place during this period of time that he was gone aaron is like yeah let's do this give me your rings i'll make the idol like let's go do this he's the one that's leading the charge um so my question for you guys is why do we trust leaders so much the people were so ready to follow aaron and Aaron was so ready to lead them astray. So, what makes us trust leaders? We're told to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're confident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They can just even if they're not actually confident, mm-hmm. you can they can kind of just fake it. Okay. Fake it till
0: you make it. Sometimes the way someone talks even is like, mm, okay, yep. Yeah. Really, I'll follow you. If they're persuasive, or just mm-hmm. like, charismatic. Yeah. Who's mm-hmm. sure. really good at. And convincing.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, Yeah. right. Yeah, right. How many of you guys would say that you have
1: some sort of like leadership role in your life, whether like you have younger siblings or um, you have a child or like you have people (laughs) that (laughs) that you guys like? Would you guys say you have someone that looks up to you in your life? Mm -hmm. So as you guys think about that and you see the role of Aaron, like what kind of leader do you want to be for the people that look up to you? Not that. Not that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Is Aaron the older brother or is Moses the older brother? Um I think Aaron is the younger Aaron brother. The younger. Okay, that's what I thought I just didn't want to be wrong. But like I would be so I'm the oldest sibling. What? What? Why <laughs> why it just doesn't make any sense to me. Mm. And of course I'm not waiting at the bottom of a mountain for my little brother to come back with some stone tablets to a god that he's been taught but aaron's been part of it the whole time right Mm -hmm. he was the voice for moses Mm -hmm. when moses couldn't speak aaron like god chose aaron to be the one like i don't know he was in it too it wasn't just that he's a leader of these people he was involved in what god was doing directly Mm. yeah he was like the one that was there watching the staff be turned into a snake and, like, the water be turned to blood. Like, he was there. He was present in all those miracles. he Like, he was there. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't want to be that kind of leader that Mm -hmm. as soon as my support system or the person who's above me or whatever, even if I'm, like, a level two leader, Hmm. I don't want to just crumble as soon as the other leaders around me are gone. I don't know. Yeah. I just, yeah. yeah. Like, you want to still be able to stand strong, even if you don't have someone else to look to. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Now, I'm a fool to say that because I'm <laughs> going to crumble all the time, but I would hope that it's not as massive as this where yeah. I create a whole new God for my
3: family. <laughs> yeah. Like. yeah,
1: yeah. Moses failed as a leader because he led the people away from the Lord. So sometimes leadership can be really overwhelming. So you're like, people are looking at to be, oh, hearts racing, and I'm going to mess up, and I mess up at everything. But all you have to do is point people to Christ, to point people to God. And if Moses had just, if Aaron had just stood his ground and said, no, we worship the one true God, and I've seen him work wonders and miracles, and he keeps his promises, no way. He would not, this would not have happened, right? And so a mark of being a good leader is leading people to the Lord. Um, So that's something that I think we can all grow in for the rest of our lives. Um, Something I have to remind myself always, that a good leader is one who just points people to Christ. Um, You don't have to have some charismatic um, personality, even though that's like a gift. Like if God has given you a big, loud personality, that's good. Um, You can be the quietest person in the world or the um, funniest person in the world, or you could have no sense of humor at all. But as long as you're pointing people to Christ, you're an excellent leader. Um, So yeah, just something to keep in mind. my contact just like slipped to the
2: back of my head.
3: Oh what? Fix it. Fix it. I was wrong.
0: Aaron is the older one.
1: Aaron Okay, so even more. I've been like worse. What? (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm you're the oldest. Get it together. Yeah. (laughs) Like especially in a culture where that means so much. It doesn't really mean all that much now, but the oldest then was so important. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: How could you just Yep. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Yep. Interesting stuff to think about. Uh, but the Israelites still tried to justify their actions by, like, bringing God into it. So if you look at verse 5 through 8, um, it says, When Aaron saw this, he built an altar before it, and Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow we shall feast to the Lord. And they rose up early the next day, and they offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat and ate and drank and rose up to play. Rose up to play. Hmm, interesting. Don't know what that means party. <laughs>
2: Mine
1: says got yes. up to indulge in revelry. Ooh, oh, awesome. wow. Do you have the different... KJV?
0: You're like,
2: what's going on? <laughs> NIV.
0: Oh, I don't Indul- indulge
3: in
2: revelry.
0: <laughs> so they were just like partying it up. Probably
1: drunk. They had wine back then, so they are just making bad decisions. But somehow they incorporated God. So like, why is this still wrong? Even though they were like, oh, let's Burn some stuff to the Lord. Like, why is it still wrong what they did? Because they're like, here, have some burnt stuff. I hope you're okay with this other God. Yeah. I okay, hope
2: you're cool with this dude, too.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
2: Any other thoughts? I think they were, like, telling themselves that they were, like, worshiping the Lord when, like, in reality they were, like, making up new rules. They are saying, mm. like, oh, God is okay with this. Yeah. God just is okay with this like they were kind of making their own God but like telling themselves that
1: like it was it was God. Yeah. It was God. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. They were like making up their own rules and God had already given them rules on how he wanted to be worshipped.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So it was wrong because even though they're like, oh God, we'll acknowledge him. Check mark. Now I feel better. It was still wrong because they were disobeying what God had said. Mm-hmm. Um so that's like it's really tempting for us Today in this age, to fit God into whatever box we want to fit him in, right? Um, we're like, I just want to make God into who I want him to be, even if we do it subconsciously. So, like, for example, like, it's really easy to think of God as just loving. He is just loving, and he is. He's perfectly loving, but he's more than loving, right? He's also just, and he's, um, and he's good, and he's kind, but he's also like wrathful and like scary, and so we have to move away from the temptation to make God into whoever we want him to be, but rather look at the word of God and see, okay, what has God said about who he is? What does he say about how I should worship him? And I'm going to follow that regardless of what my feelings tell me to do. Um, but why do you guys think it is so tempting to make God into whatever you want him to be? Have you guys ever struggled with
3: that? Can you question
1: again? Yeah. Why is it tempting to make God into whatever, whatever we want God to be? Control. Control. Mm. Yeah. That's good. If you let God be who he is, you have to wait.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And so you can't, like, pull him out when you want him and be like, okay, God, I need an A on this test. Mm. Or, okay, God, I need, I don't know, whatever it is that you need. <laughs> like, I need. I need you to just step up and do this for me.
3: Mm.
1: Like, you just have to wait and surrender that right surrender the control that Maddie's talking about and then you don't have any <laughs> like you yeah. just live the life that God has laid for you and if you don't find the the peace in that you're like this is ridiculous yeah,
3: like, mm.
1: yeah. I should I shouldn't have to do it this way yeah it's all about you because then you're just kind of like using him almost like a like credit card you're only using them when you're in a yeah. bad spot and you're like I don't have any money in my account so I'll use my credit card yep and yep yep yeah yeah control just wanting to use god not have your whole self if you fit god into a box of what you want to be there's you don't really die to yourself right in order to know god for who he truly is there's a part of us that well our whole selves have to die right we have to accept christ and then our whole being becomes who christ is and we leave our old life behind but like fitting god into a box it's like oh god is love and he loves all people so i can do whatever i want even if like, that means that I'm disobeying his word because God is love. Well, that's not God. God says, I am love, so obey me. And even when you don't understand, even when you have to die to yourself. Um, so, yeah, just something like that we can still apply today. Um, and then in verses 7 through 14, we see the scene that Moses comes down from the mountain. And, well, God knew, we'll we'll see in verse 7, um, that God knows that the people are sinning. And he's like, Moses, go down and take care of these people. Um, Well, actually, he doesn't say that. He's like, I'm going to kill these people. And Moses intercedes. Um, Who could read verses 7 through 14 for us
2: real fast?
0: I can. Thank you, Mace. And the Lord said to Moses, Go down, for your people whom you brought up out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way that I commanded them. They have made for themselves a golden calf, and have worshipped it, and sacrificed to it, and said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord said to Moses... I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. Now therefore, let me alone, that my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them, in order that I may make a great nation of you. But Moses implored the Lord his God, and said, O Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people, whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say, With evil intent did he bring them out, to kill them in the mountains, and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from your burning anger, and relent from this disaster against your people. Remember, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, to whom you swore by your own self, and said to them, I will multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven, and all this land that I have promised, I will give to your offspring, and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord relented from the disaster that he had spoken of, bringing on his people. Awesome.
1: Alright, do you think that it would have been the right thing to do, to kill all the people with fire? Is God, like, justified, and wanting to do that? Yes. Yeah. He is God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do yep. Whatever he wants. Whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but even not if he wasn't God, like, mm. he's being replaced. He's, mm. yeah, he's yeah. justified. Yeah. He's done so much for the people, mm-hmm. and yet they still don't. He's, he's allowed in. to be at least a little bit angry. Yes. Even if he wasn't God. Yeah. And what do we see Moses do for the people once he hears that God, like, wants to kill them?
2: He, like, intercedes for them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He, he like, intercedes. makes a case
2: for them.
0: Yeah. He's like, so these are all the reasons they shouldn't like, kill them. Hmm. Right. And the interesting
1: thing to think about here is that, like, God doesn't... Relent means that he kind of changes his mind, right? But the Lord knew that he was going to change his mind because God is sovereign. He's not surprised by anything. So why do you think God wanted Moses to mediate for the people? Because he obviously did this for a reason. He wanted Moses to be the mediator, the interceder. Why did he want that?
2: He was foreshadowing to Jesus.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, this is a picture of Jesus. It's just a picture of what our perfect mediator, our perfect high priest, who stands in our place, what he does for us. And so God's wrath against sin burns hot. Right? He can't be in the presence of sin. All must be made right, and we are sinners. But Jesus, when we look to him, he stands in our place and he says, No, like, take my life, take my perfection, cover me, cover my blood on them, and forgive them. And God does. And then he looks to us and he loves us and he sees Jesus. And it's the most beautiful thing. It's confusing sometimes because we're like, How can a loving God be this angry? But we also have to understand the grace and mercy that he also has. The willingness to look at us and see Jesus rather than see our sin. Um, Any thoughts on that little snippet? Or maybe like questions or... Do you ever... Oh, go for it. Oh,
3: you asked the question.
1: No, no, no. I was just rambling. Okay. Can you imagine the Lord talking with you saying, this is my plan. And saying,
2: what about this way? Like,
1: no. can you imagine, like, talking to the Lord face to face or cloud to face or whatever before he was in or whatever at the time? Like, can you imagine looking at him and saying, ah, what about something
0: else? <laughs> I could not! No. I could never have said that. I would have been like, okay, yeah, sounds good. I'll, I'll get the broom and the dustpan and we'll clean it up after. Like, <laughs> like, I would have been like, whatever you want, I'll go with it, sounds good.
3: But,
1: like, I, couldn't, I could not have been, like, the of the sweeping the ashes. <laughs> I would have been, like, all right, I'll be on the team. But, yeah. but could you imagine being, like, well, how about you change your play board? I know this is the one that you told me, but how about you change it for the sake of, like... Right, so yeah.
0: what do you think, like, how did he, how was he so confident?
1: Mm. I don't know. Yeah, why Especially because a so few chapters earlier, he wouldn't talk to Pharaoh, who's nowhere near the level of the Lord. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? Uh, like, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. so what <laughs> happened in between? I, maybe Moses just gets it now. Maybe he's like, okay, this, this is the real deal. Like, this mm. is the Lord. This is the job he's given me. I am to lead my people and to follow the Lord. And leading my people sometimes involves asking hard questions. So this is something I need to do. Maybe he just gets it. Mm. I, don't know. Mm. I just, every time I read this, I'm like, How did he do that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I'm I'm just sitting here and I'm like, yeah, God, whatever you want. Or like when I pray, I'm like, you know, I shouldn't ask for things. I should just be like, Lord, just show me what your will is. And that's Mm -hmm. what I'll do. Right. Like, but he just says, how about not? Yeah. (laughs) Confidently. And he makes a case, like... I'm, well, he I'm uses the Lord's away. words back to him. Yes. So Don't you like, remember that you Don't promise? you remember, yeah. So it's not like he's just coming up with his own ideas. He's using the words of God and mm-hmm. saying, yeah. you promised this, and you're a promise-keeping God, so just saying. <laughs> you <probably shouldn't." laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, like, what does it mean when it said that God relented? Because he didn't actually relent. Like, like oh, like, like later on in the chapter? No, I just mean, like, it's not... Like, it's not like Moses talking caused him to change his mind. Right. You know? Because mm-hmm. he knew what he was going to do. So was he, like, being tricky? Like, I don't know. I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. Well, I think
1: it goes back to the fact that he wanted to paint a picture. Right. But it's yeah, hard. Re- relenting is, like, a really hard thing in the Bible because it's like, does God
0: change his mind? Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think?
1: Are you looking at the definition? Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, re- to relent means to abandon or mitigate a harsh intention or cruel treatment. Mm. Abandon. So, I guess he. Yeah, he just didn't do what he was going to do and huh. decided against
3: it. What verse was
1: that? It is verse
3: 14. I, the way, the person that popped in my head was like, say, this is going to be like a really harsh way to put it, but like, see something inside Mm-hmm. Like, that was obviously probably the worst plan. Yeah. But, say, like, the very next day, they're, like, completely healed. It's like it was never there. hmm That's kind of what I think of when I think of, like, mm-hmm. Yeah. when is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It just like, a very fast turnaround.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, a disease that was, like, meant to kill somebody. Is, oh, yeah. so it's, yeah. like... Gone.
3: Well, that... Well, and I... I know someone who, like, had a stroke and, like, had <coughs> crazy symptoms after her stroke and she went in for a brain scan like a couple of years later and they were like it her scans look like nothing ever happened to you mm-hmm. you don't know how it happened but like it just happened and that's kind of like what I immediately thought of yeah it's like something like that
1: happened. just changed yeah yeah I don't know I I just keep thinking I think of like I think that's a good way to describe it and then I also just keep thinking about like like the gospel of how like the very act of Jesus forgiving us of our sins and showing us like in dying for us and God showing us love and mercy, that's relenting too, isn't it? Because we were supposed to experience death and hell, but instead we're gonna experience joy and life and eternity in heaven. And I'm like, huh, that's kind of like relenting, isn't it? Because rather than going one way, God made a way for another thing to happen that I could never deserve, but he did it anyway, because he's good and gracious.
2: Mm -hmm. I wonder, too, if that statement wasn't, like, a test for Moses. Like, Mm. he was testing, like, Mm. how is your heart towards these people? How's your heart towards me? Will you stand up for these people? Mm. Yeah, that's good. Because that's what I called you to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's where my head's at.
0: Yeah. I definitely think that's... But like, it's also hard, too, because, like, that kind of thing, that seems deceptive, but God's not deceptive.
3: Yeah.
0: Like, to be like, um, I'm going to kill these people, like, what are you going to say next? But that's, like, you no, know? that's not the first
1: time that God has done something like that, mm-hmm. though, because, like, with yeah. Abraham, he was like, all right, kill your son. Uh, just kidding, don't. Yeah. True. And so, yeah. I don't know if it's, because God can't, God does not sin, there's no evil in God. He has a reason for everything he does.
2: Well, and it goes back to you say that he, so he's sovereign, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he already knows what's going to happen. Yeah. So it also might just be pro- proving to Moses that the
3: Lord trusts him in what he's doing. Hmm. Like, there's a bunch of different angles you Yeah, this.
1: and I don't think mm-hmm. God had one specific reason for doing it. Yeah. It was oh. probably to test Moses, to show the gospel, to show something about... Probably something we're missing
2: that we don't yeah. know. Yeah, true. Show, and to show Moses that the Lord trusts him too. Yeah. Hmm. That's good. That's you, good. It. you go. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I'm also wondering if this is also just um kind of giving us like a little a little big like crash course on like how to pray because like what mm. Moses did he didn't make up something on his own like what you said yeah. like, he basically yeah. just repeated a promise that God already made oh. so when we pray like. Or are we supposed to have our Bibles open and, like... Pray the word. Pray the word. I mean, I know that's not the only way to pray, but, like, I think, like, it's very helpful to to remind ourselves and remind God of, like, the promises that he's already made Mm. and just kind of meditate on them. Yeah. Talk to
1: God about them. I I for sure think that. And, like, Moses prayed with so much, like... He was, like, pleading with the Lord. And sometimes I think that's where the Lord wants us to get is, like, on our knees, face down, pleading with him... Like, if you're going through a hard season and you feel don't, you don't feel close with him, like, getting on your knees and being like, Lord, draw me in. Like, like, make me close to you. I want it so bad. Or praying for the people in our life who are lost or the people in our life that are struggling and praying with such fervent passion. I think that's where the Lord wants our heart to be. Yeah. Questions like this when we're trying to, like, figure out what God's thinking, I <laughs> I never have much to say because we, like, yeah. There's a hundred answers, right? We've come up with like eight in however long we've been talking about it. And we're never gonna know. So this is just one of those things that I'm like I it's just God, that's why. Yeah. The Lord relented. Great, cool. Never gonna know what that means, but he did it, so Good yeah, job, God. I trust him. Yeah. yeah. I and maybe that's an IU perspective. Maybe I should like long to figure out those things <laughs> about the Lord. But I'm just like, you know what? The Lord changed his mind. He can do what he wants. Mm-hmm. Even if he didn't change his mind, because he's sovereign and he's omnipotent and he knows all the things and he knows all the. Eh, he's yeah. just God. He's <laughs> like I just leave it there. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll never be able to completely figure him out. Yeah, but he did. He did put this in here for a reason, and so it's like, it's a characteristic of God that we can look into. But it's like also kind of like the Trinity. Like we'll never understand the Trinity. We'll yeah. never understand why God relents sometimes. Yeah. We can try to understand. Yeah. Any other thoughts?
3: Mm-mm.
1: That was a cool discussion. I wasn't... Good planning. volley. Good, ball. Yeah, good volley. Yeah, good yeah. volley. Good <laughs> volley. You weren't prepared <laughs> for <laughs> a discussion oh, on that point. Volley.
3: volley.
1: <laughs> I know what that is.
3: Volley. <laughs> 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 <Just like. laughs> um,
1: but yeah, so Moses is on top of the mountain talking to God, and then he's coming down. Verse 19, he sees what's happening with the people, because God already told him. He already interceded for the people and now he's witnessing for himself like what's actually happening um so starting verse 19 uh it says and as soon as he came near the camp and saw the calf and the dancing Moses' anger burned hot and he threw the tablets out of his hands and broke them at the floor of the mountain and he took the calf that they had made and burned it with fire ground it into powder and scattered it on scattered it in the water and made the people of israel drink it
3: what <laughs> oh, <what?
0: laughs> yeah, he's he's mad. He's it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <are you> <laughs> 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 okay, we're gonna get to why he makes him drink okay. it. So, because when I read it, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs>
3: they're
0: like, they're like, <laughs> 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 like choking it down like why medicine.
1: Spicy? <laughs> why <is it> spicy?
0: spicy? <laughs> I still think that in the Bible, it should say, like, and Moses came down from the mountain and saw the golden calf and was like, holy cow. <laughs> 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 just... Except it wasn't a holy cow. No, it, it
1: wasn't was a, holy, cow. But
0: it's a, funny a holy cow. cow. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a, holy cow. It's it's a, holy a funny little joke.
1: Um, so, yeah, Moses loses it, um, and he breaks the Ten Commandments, and which is crazy, because those, those are, like, the words of God. Like, God, like, sketched them, engraved them onto stone, and he's so mad that he just throws it. Um, have you guys ever been so mad you threw something? Yeah. Okay, good. Probably. Me. <laughs> so usually it's like something not
3: breakable. Like grateful. a
0: pillow like, Or even you
1: can throw it like forcefully making the
0: bed or yeah. like putting the dishes away. Yeah,
1: just like, because sometimes anger just like, you get all tense <laughs> and you just have to, you, you, you gotta do something. Um, and then he grounds up the calf and he puts it into water and he makes people drink it. So think about that for a second. How did he do that? i I I'm guessing man. it probably took some time. He wasn't
0: just like, <laughs> 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 was like a singular and was
3: like, <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: yeah, but like like think about it for a second. Why do you think he made the people digest the gold It didn't kill him. They were fine, but why did he want them to drink it and digest it?
3: Well, isn't it, di- didn't they make that an idol? Mm hmm. So I guess, like, this may be far reaching. So no, go for it. Um, the way I think about it is, like, we want to, like, quote unquote, like, ingest the word of God and mm. like, have it in us. So, like, maybe he wanted to make a point to be, like, is this as good? Like, Huh. The Lord is. Yeah. Like, like, is this
1: going to sustain imagine it is. Yes. I yeah. didn't even think about that. Yeah. But like, that's.
3: going to sustain me type of thing. Yeah. You're going to be hungry in the next two hours. Huh. Yeah. That's
1: good. Yeah, I didn't think about that. But that's
0: a really good. Well, Maybe you're just kind of like I a sponge. Like because, like, the Lord has been, like, feeding them the whole time. And now yeah. it's just, like,
1: this God that you created, this is what it
0: can give you. Yeah.
1: God made you Well, and they're stuff. still eating all that right now. Yeah. Like, they, <laughs> that's still. Mm. So good.
3: This is what you get instead. Yeah. <laughs> no mana today. Gold flakes. It's kind of like <laughs> the god you created. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: And it is a very harsh punishment. It's kind of like when you say a bad word when you're younger and you have to eat soap.
0: Mm.
1: Oh. Yeah, did that happen to anyone? Yes. It's the liquid, miserable. The
0: liquid soap. I got the liquid yeah. soap. Yeah. Lost. And so I it's just both
1: like both it's like before. Like yeah, uh, But good. it teaches you a lesson. But uh, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> I do really think that's part of it. And I, I like that thinking as well the commentary that i read said that like god wanted them to basically like poop it out and show that it was like the idol was just a piece of trash and garbage that's good too yeah Yeah. but sounds like so like oh right but that's like what god like god wants us to hate the idols in our life and he's like basically putting them to shame like 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 i am god and those things are nothing those things are bad word right um that feels like <laughs> like that's the only word that like that yeah. describes it but truly like that's what God is trying to get across that nothing else will satisfy them nothing else will fulfill them and every other thing that you look to other than God is just garbage um so yeah um God wants us to hate our sin and um God also wants us to be broken of our sin um so we see in verse um look at my nose real fast. Sorry. Okay. Yep. So when we sin, we usually have two, we usually have a few things that we do um, based on like what we're prone to, based on what the sin is, based on where you're at. Um, One of those tendencies is to shift blame. So we shift blame for our sin. So we see that Aaron in this chapter, he kind of shifts blame. He shifts it off himself. He's like, well, Moses wasn't here, and well, this happened, and It wasn't really my fault the people made me do it but it really was Aaron's fault he had to take some of the blame in order to truly be repentant he had to take the blame um so we blame shift or we minimize our sin so it's like well at least I didn't do this or this person struggles with this so at least I'm not doing that um so like Aaron also minimized the sin and was like it's really not that big of a deal we still worship God like whatever like Moses chill out I don't want to drink that um Okay, not funny. (laughs) Um, But sin is sin, right? And God wants our hearts to be absolutely broken and shattered over our sin. And it's actually a good thing. Like, there's definitely a difference between conviction and guilt and shame, right? Um, But it is good to be broken over your sin, to sin and to know that you sinned, and then to go before the Lord and say, I am so sorry. So we see in Psalm 51, um, I bring this up all the time because I think it's such a good psalm. Um, It says that a broken and contrite spirit the Lord will not despise. That is the... He doesn't want sacrifices. He doesn't want burnt offerings. He doesn't want us to do a bunch of good things. He just wants our heart to be broken before him and say, Lord, forgive me. I I hate my sin, and I want to love you more. Forgive me. Um, and so that's the first step in truly repenting from something is to accept blame, to not minimize your sin, and to go before the Lord and be broken before him and allow him to show you the forgiveness he asked for you. And that forgiveness... Like should wash away all the shame and guilt, right? And it's harder than that. Like, I struggle with a lot of shame and guilt. I know a lot of you guys struggle with shame and guilt as well. And we have to go to the Lord, accept the forgiveness, and trust that as soon as we're forgiven, there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, right? Um. So yeah, Um, in verses twenty-five through twenty-nine, it shows that the Lord is very serious about whoever committed idolatry. That whoever committed the idolatry needed to be cut off. Um, so basically he gives the people um, an option he says pick a side who's on the Lord's side and who doesn't want to be on the Lord's side Um, so this is another act of grace because God's giving them an option like repent of your sins and either turn to the Lord or turn away Um, and so um, a lot of people died that day 3,000 people died because they chose not to follow the Lord and that was a choice of their own they chose no I don't want to follow the Lord um, but the rest of the people chose the Lord. And those who didn't choose him, um, I think it says that they were consumed with fire. So I guess God didn't totally relent from what he said he was going to do. He just offered the opportunity to escape it. But some people chose not to. Um, how is this similar to salvation? Yeah, I was going to say that's like a direct yeah. picture. Yeah. Like God gives us the choice. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, this case, is it such a blunt choice? Like, follow God or not? Well, wow. and that's like, I mean, how it is today, too. That's what our choice is. Our, yeah. Our
0: punishment isn't quite so immediate if we don't choose the Lord. Mm. But, yeah. yeah. It's also similar in the way of, like, they had seen the Lord do so much, like, yeah. throughout their lives, mm-hmm. and then they had the choice. Same with, like, all people. Like, all people, even if they don't, like, even if they haven't, like heard the gospel like 17 billion times like they can like see like there's good in the world like there's common grace and there's like god something's in their life and they still have that choice mm-hmm. yeah yeah
3: for
1: sure yeah it's definitely a direct picture of the gospel um so my question for us is like we we repent and we turn to christ so why do we continue to repent even after we've been completely forgiven in Christ? Because why? we keep sinning. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, a cool I, cut cut here. <laughs> <laughs> I cut off your question. But why do we have to, like, isn't our sin already covered? So, like, why mm-hmm. do we need to repent? Well, Aren't think, we already forgiven?
2: I think that one of the reasons, like, this isn't the only one i um, I think one of the reasons is because, like, that constant repentance is kind of a sign that you have been saved. Or, like, mm-hmm. your soul is changing or has changed. And, like, you're starting to, like, sense that, like, this is unholy and I want to be holy. I want to be made right. And then, like, you just keep on repenting. And that's kind of a sign that God has, like, changed your heart.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there's definitely a difference between, like, struggling with a sin and, like, wanting so badly to leave it behind, hating it, repenting of it always. And, like, living in a sin and being like, nah, I could stay here for a while. Like, if you're in that place where you're living in sin and you're, like, cool with it, like, that's a scary place to be it's yeah. like is the spirit alive in you because if he is the spirit makes you miserable in sin
3: it makes yeah. you miserable.
0: I think it's like if we didn't like just like repenting like keep continuing to repent it's just like how sanctification works mm-hmm. like since we're not perfect we don't like it's not like immediate sanctification like it takes time and like repenting is like a main part of that one mm-hmm. well, of the main yeah. part of that. Sure, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah.
1: So my final question for you guys is, uh, it's not something you're going to answer, just something to think about on your own. When is the last time you repented for your sin? When's the last time that you said, Lord, forgive me, I need you, cleanse me, make me new, help me with this sin? Um, Was it yesterday, today, two months ago, never? Um, Repenting should be a constant cycle in our life. It's something that keeps us humble keeps us close to the heart of God, and it's a constant reminder of his forgiveness for us. Um, So it's hard, right? Repenting is really hard, because it's like a constant like dying to self, like, oh, I'm really not that great, and I need Jesus. Um, But it's what keeps us so close to the heart of God. And Matthew 6 tells us that the poor in spirit will inherit the kingdom. So like, the qualification to enter the kingdom of God, to enter eternal life, is to be poor in spirit. So to be aware that you're completely spiritually depraved, that you need Jesus. And that's actually where joy is found and life is found. Nothing else will do. Um, and we do have purpose in him. We do have life. And he looks at us and he loves us. And we're fearfully and wonderfully made. So it's like this balance where it's like, like, don't beat yourself into the ground saying, like, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner. You're a sinner saved by the grace of God. You're a child of God. You're made new. Don't ever forget that second part. But um, So yeah, seek forgiveness and reconciliation in God. Read Psalm 51. And just, like, pray it. Like Elise was saying, like, pray the word. Pray the Psalm 51 if you have to. Um, and trust that Jesus is your perfect sacrifice, the perfect mediator, and that God is a good and gracious and kind God. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I realized that I didn't plan anything for Chapter 33 or 34. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> so you're only in Chapter 32. That. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. uh, but
0: that's okay. Uh, any questions or comments? I was going to say something really interesting It's about, like, repenting and, like, some of other things so um, when I was at school, a small group of us we like sang at like an Ash Wednesday service and it was like super liturgical, like super like traditional and the music that we were given was like super like some of it was like almost like chanting like like really like I'd never sang anything like that before. it was really weird. Mm. but there was this one song we sang. And all the songs, they kind of tried to mush in my brain because it, it was like a lot of like phrases I didn't really understand, whatever. But there's this one song, the same phrase that repeated over and over, that I always think of whenever I'm like thinking like along anything along the lines of repentance. It always pops into my mind, like out of all of this like liturgy and all of this like random stuff that I can, like, I, it's all jumbled. Like, this verse always pops out, and it says, create in me a clean heart of God and renew a right spirit within me. That's from Psalm 51. Yeah. 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 Create in me a clean heart of God and renew a right spirit within me. Alright, always. It always is there. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so weird, like, I didn't think I would ever remember anything from that service, because it was uh. all this, like, Praise to the Lord, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and heaven and earth. Like,
3: mm, not my vibe. That's awesome. <laughs>
0: that's and, and then the whole thing where they're like, "Can I put ashes on you, sister?" And they're like, "Put the ashes on." I'm like, looks like they're gonna stick up your nose. I'm like, yeah, I put ashes. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Any, yeah. Any yeah. other
1: thoughts? Cool. All right. I shall pray for us. They do prayer requests. Um and yeah, go from there um, dear Holy Father, Lord thank you so much for tonight thank you for these ladies, thank you for um, just everything that you bless us with, um, for new jobs for um, the ability to come together and to read your word and to talk to one another, Lord I just pray for, over our time of prayer tonight and just sharing our hearts with one another, would you just be here with us and help us love and care for another well and Lord thank you for your word, thank you that you're a God who is good and gracious and you don't have to be, um, that you, that we deserve, um, we deserve hell, we deserve death, but you give us away in Jesus and you forgive us and Lord, thank you for your plan and that you're, it's perfect and that your word is good. Would you just help us focus on you this week? Um, give us a craving for your word, um, help us get rid of any idols in our life, Lord, that we would hate them as much as you hate them and that we would just pursue you and want you above all else because we know that your love is better than anything that life could offer us. And, yeah, Lord, you're so good. You're so kind. Help us love you more. Amen.